Well, with that good word from Psalm 27 echoing in our ears, I want to talk about perspective this evening. And perspective is something, obviously, as we've tried to keep our eyes on Jesus during this Lenten season, something that we've really, in many ways, talked about each and every week. Consider this story to help us get started and think about this. In October 1982, those of you who are Badger Wisconsin fans may remember this game against Michigan State. It was a stadium there in packed with 60,000 fans. But sadly, that particular game was doomed. Michigan State quickly showed that they were the better team that particular weekend as they were trouncing the Badgers. However, something unusual happened at this game because it wasn't too long into the game. And instead of booing, you heard the crowd applauding and even cheering, even while their team was being destroyed on the field. What was going on? Well, 70 miles away at that exact same time, the Milwaukee Brewers were playing in the playoffs and they were winning. And so the fans who were listening on their radios were cheering for the Milwaukee Brewers. You see, their perspective wasn't what was going on in the field. Their perspective was elsewhere. And my invitation for you and I, as we face uncertain days, is whatever might be right before us to have our eyes looking elsewhere. Of course, I'm talking about Jesus. That's, for example, why the Apostle Paul could write in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and remembers these important words, my grace is sufficient. My power is made, weak, uh, is made perfect in weakness. For the sake of Christ, I am content with weakness, even in insults or hardship or persecution. For, as he writes, for when I am weak, then I am strong. And so, how could the Apostle Paul have that kind of perspective? It's because his eyes weren't focused on the hardship. His eyes weren't focused on his weakness. Now, I confess that it is hard for me, I'm sure it's hard for you, not to be overwhelmed by what's going on in the field right before us. But God is trying to remind us. Jesus is trying to remind us. As we heard in Psalm 27, we're reminded. And as we'll hear in tonight's gospel reading, we are being reminded to put our perspective, our hope, and our eyes, not just on what's before us, but on who is for us. So, Let's turn to tonight's Passion reading in the Gospel of Mark as we continue for this final reading of this Wednesday night in Lent. I'll begin in chapter 15, starting in the first 
verse. And as soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and the scribes and the whole council, and they bound Jesus and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, You have said so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. And Pilate again asked him, Have you no answer to make? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further answer, so that Pilate was amazed. Now at the feast, he used to lease for one, uh, for them one prisoner for whom they asked. And among the rebels in prison who had committed murder in the insurrection, there was a man called uh, Barabbas. And the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered them saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with the man you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out, Crucify him. And Pilate said to them, Why, what evil has he done? But they shouted, All the more, Crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Perspective. Pilate had a worldly perspective. He wouldn't have made it very far in government service in Rome if he didn't. If he didn't, have a perspective on how to understand the world around him, to understand the, the crowds that he faced, to understand the authorities he needed to answer to. Given all this, it's not surprising that Pilate could not take his perspective of all of that. It's not surprising that Pilate couldn't change his mind about Jesus. His worldly perspective about what it would mean for his political career, what it would mean for his work with the Jewish people, what it would mean for his own success to do anything other than to go along with the crowd. He had a hunch, it seems, that Jesus wasn't who they said he was but was something more. Ironically, in mocking Jesus and calling him the king of the Jews, he and the soldiers got it right. But he could never get over his worldly perspective. And sometimes we can't either. But thanks be to God for grace in Christ Jesus. Tonight, I want to invite you, as hard as it is, and I know it's hard for me, to not just look at what's in the field right before us, who's winning or losing, how hard it is, how great it is, but to have a perspective, a, not just a worldly perspective, but a kingdom of God perspective, that Christ is with us, that Jesus is indeed king. And as Jesus says to us, 
with all the troubles in the world, he says, take heart. I have overcome this world. We'll remember that promise this forthcoming Holy Week, but let us also remember that promise tonight that God, the King of the universe, is with us. Let that be our perspective so that even in the midst of hardship and suffering and difficulties, we can turn our eyes elsewhere. We can even cheer and rejoice in Christ. We can rejoice like the Apostle Paul did in his suffering because his eyesight was elsewhere. On Jesus, our Lord, our strength, our everlasting hope. Amen.